Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. In light of all the things that's been going on in our country and in our culture, I want to share with you some basic biblical truths about what it's going to take to have a blessed home and a blessed family, a blessed community, and a blessed nation. It goes back to what God had already ordained that we have fathers and mothers in the family that will build a strong family. As we have just celebrated Father's Day, it is time for us to implement some of the characteristics of God our Father in being sure that our home and our family represents the kingdom of God. We honor and encourage every father to be like our Heavenly Father. Come and go with us today as we continue to walk in the light of God's Word. In His wisdom, God had a plan to bring light then back into the lives of men so we could have fellowship and a relationship with Him. So in the Old Testament, we find out in the beginning, God says, let there be light. In the New Testament, when John wrote about Jesus Christ in John chapter 1 verse 1, he starts off this way, in the beginning. Now notice Genesis starts off the same way, in the beginning. John starts off in chapter 1 verse 1, in the beginning was the word. That word is capitalized. That's talking about Jesus. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things are made, and without him nothing was made that have been made. So he was there when God says, let there be light. The Bible says he was there. Remember, the Holy Spirit was hovering over the darkness. So you had the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost all there in the act of creation. God says in Genesis, let there be light. But Jesus was standing there with him and saying, yeah, let there be some light. But look at what John says about Jesus in verse 4. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The word was Jesus Christ. He was with God in the beginning. He participated in the work of creation. In him was life. Jesus is the one who said, I came that you may have life and life more abundantly. You can have your natural physical life, but he's saying, I'm going beyond your natural physical life. There is a spiritual life that you need to have, and that is a life eternal, a life connected with God, a life joined with God in fellowship and relationship with him that is truly life. That life everlasting was the light of men, and Jesus came that you might have life. And when he came, he brought that life with him. When Jesus came, he illuminates everything around him. When he comes into your life, he brightens every dark place. He opens your eyes that were blinded by the darkness. You know, when you were unsaved, you used to do things and, and you just thought, you know, isn't it funny when you were unsaved, you just thought everybody does what you did. If you were out there gambling, you thought everybody was a gambler. How many of you, when you were smoking weed, you thought everybody smoked weed? Come on, raise your hand. I'll say, you can't trick me, Pastor. 
Yeah, you were smoking weed. You thought everybody smoked weed. You know why? Because everybody you knew did that. But once you got saved, you couldn't find nobody smoking weed uh, unless you went to them, some of them other churches. <laughs> the people who go to the light of the world don't smoke weed no more. At least not yesterday out there in the... <laughs> what do you think, Brother Ray? He ain't even looking at me. You looking at him. <laughs> Whatever you were doing when you were out there, you thought everybody did that. You were blinded. And you were thinking that this is the way life is. This is what happens. This is the way you got to roll. This is the way things go. No, it ain't like that. Everybody don't do that. Everybody don't sleep all around. Everybody ain't waking up next to somebody that they don't know who their name is. Everybody don't get drunk and just hang out. Everybody don't do that. But that's where your life is and that's where you're walking in that dark place and that narrow view. You just think that's the way it is. But when Jesus comes into your life, he opens up your eyes and you walk not according to your flesh. But he says we walk by faith, not by sight. There's a new way of living. There's a new thing that we can see. The blinded eyes are open. In fact, Jesus came and says, I came to open the eyes of the blind. I came so that the blind can see. He's not just talking about physical blindness. He's talking about spiritual blindness. I came to open your eyes so you can see. When you're able to see, then he said you can walk by this light. Look at what John says in verse 5. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. There came a man who was sent from God. His name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light so that through him all men might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. John the Baptist was sent to announce the coming of Jesus Christ. We call him the forerunner. He came to speak and to prepare the way for Jesus. He says, I came as a witness to what? That light. He didn't say that man, that messenger, I came as a witness to that light. And he says, I am not that light. The true light is coming that gives light to every man. Why they keep uh, harping on this word and emphasizing this word light? When Jesus comes into your heart into your life, you're going to have something that you haven't ever had before and now you're going to be able to see, you're going to be able to move forward, you're going to be able to progress, you're going to be able to have a good understanding when you can have that light. You ever try to work on something? Uh, uh, we got guys that work on cars. It might be even in the daytime and you'll say, I'm in a corner, I can't see the good the shadows, I need to get another light. You get some light on this thing. Let's, let's, let's shed some light on the subject. We want to see it a little bit better. In verse 10 he says, He was in the world and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. He came into the world, but the world did not recognize him. As you read through the New Testament, you'll see that Jesus Christ came to his people and they didn't recognize him as the light and as the Lord. They didn't recognize him because they were spiritually blind. They had the blinders on. They didn't receive him. But yet, verse 12 says, Yet to all who received him and to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. The light came 
so that you can have the right to become. What right? All you need to do is to receive him and believe in his name. And he gives you the right to become the children of God. You know, I've heard this scripture a lot of times, but I was thinking about it as I was looking at this text. He didn't say he'd make you the children of God. He gave you the right to become. Your rights mean it is acceptable to you and it's been set aside for you. Now, you got rights to stuff that you don't take advantage of. He gives you the right. He gives you the access. He removed the roadblocks. He removed the barrier that Satan causes in our life. Satan had the power over us because we had belonged to him through that sin nature. Jesus came and broke the power out. Broke the chain so you can be free. Some of us are like those where the chains have been broken, the jailhouse doors have been opened, and you're just so comfortable, you, you just stay in the cell. But he says, no, you not only the light comes to give you the right, but now you're going to have to start walking with the light. And then later on, we're going to talk about walking in the light. Now you need to get up and move forward and take advantage of what Jesus Christ has made available to you. Becoming the children of God is a process that begins with believing and receiving. Then it is the walking out of what we have declared. Now I'm walking out. There are those who come to the Lord and just say, I want to come to you, but we never walk out that thing that the Lord wants us to walk out and we stay in the same place. We make no progress. We don't grow spiritually. We don't produce the things of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is never produced in our lives. The gifts of the Spirit is not working in our lives. We're not influencing anybody. We're not doing anything in the kingdom of God. We just say, I'm saved. Amen. The Lord didn't just save you to save you. If it was just to save you to go to heaven, you know what the Lord would do? As soon as you get saved, he'd snatch your life from you and take you to heaven. If that's the only purpose for salvation. That way you won't have no problem to slip up. You can't slip up because as soon as you get saved, you say, I got one, you're gone, dead. Then nobody want to get saved. <laughs> then you can't, you can't mess up. But his job was not to save you, to take you to heaven. His job was to save you so you can bring some heaven down here where this hell is. Amen. So that you can be his light in the earth. Jesus told us, he said, I am the light of the world. And then later on he said, now you are the light of the world. You are in the world, in that dark place. And I need you to go out and begin to produce according to the light that is in you. Light is also the spiritual illumination and the spiritual enlightenment that we ought to have in our life. Here's what Jesus said in the book of John. We're still there in chapter 8. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. He said, I am the light of the world. John had already said the light's coming. Jesus says, I'm the light. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness. Now, we've been talking about taking his light to the world. We cannot take his light to the world if we're walking in darkness. My goal is to encourage us to begin to be sure that we're not walking in darkness, in the shade, under the cover, and all of those kind of things as believers. We are walking in the light. 
We're going to be talking about what does that mean to walk in the light and what our lifestyle ought to be. We can't reach people with the light of the Lord if we're all in darkness. How are you going to reach somebody? you standing over in the shadows. Hey, I'll tell you about the Lord. <laughs> hey, psst, psst. You know Jesus. They're going to be like, what are you doing? kind of scheme you got? What you got going on? No, we out in the light. Listen, you got to uh, be bold enough to say, I'm in the light. Well, actually, you just got to turn the light on. Light in itself is bold. That's why he said, take the bushel off of your light and just let it shine. You don't have to make it shine. If you have a light, just let it shine. Take the cover off, take the bushel off, and say, yes, I'm a believer. Yes, I, I love the Lord my God with all my heart, all my soul, all my might. Yes, I follow the Lord. Yes, I believe in the Bible. Yes, I obey the commands. Yes, I do all that I can to serve the Lord and live according to what God's ordinances are in my life. Yes, I pray. Yes, I go to church. Yes, I tithe. <laughs> all the world is looking for us believers. That will stand firm in who they are. You have the light of the Lord in you. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Before we can take his light to the world, we must have his light in us. We must have his light in us. If that light's starting to get dim, you need to recharge it. You need to might change the bulb. If the light's going out, say, Lord, my light looks like it's out. I need to get it. I need to get it uh, regenerated. I need to come back to you and say, Lord, I need another touch. Plug back in. Sometimes you just think the bulb's out. The only thing's wrong is you unplugged it. Or the break it untrip. Some of y'all break it untrip. You got too much stuff going on. <laughs> and the break it untrip. Because once you connect with the Lord, you belong to him. He'll never leave you, nor will he forsake you. Let me close with this passage, the book of John, chapter 12, verse 35. Then Jesus told them, you are going to have the light just a little while longer. Walk while you have the light before darkness overtakes you. As we look out on our culture, I think this is very apropos for us today. We better walk while we have the light because darkness is coming strong. The winds of our culture and the winds of our nation, the winds of the world are turning against believers. They've been coming a long time. We just, sometimes you don't see things so they come right up on you. It's like a hurricane when it comes right up on the shore, but the things start forming on, on the west coast of Africa. But we don't say nothing until it gets in the Gulf. Oh, Lord, look at that. And that's what will happen. The winds of this adversity has been coming. We don't have to be despondent about it. The Bible talked about it in the last days. It talked about the Christians being persecuted. Some are being persecuted in other countries. It's coming our way. You're not going to be able to say things about the Lord. They're already kicking kids out of school and telling them there's no God and all those kind of things and challenging you and what you believe what your kid's going to believe, what you're saying. Where do you hear that at? God created the heaven and earth. Who told you that? My pastor. Your pastor crazy. You think that somebody just spoke and you just came into existence? We evolved. So just tell them, you saying I got a monkey for an uncle? It takes more faith to believe that. 
That's why in our children's ministry, we're teaching our children that in the beginning, God created heaven and earth. Because as soon as they get to school, they're going to tell them that ain't true. And they're going to come back home and they're going to say, Mom, Dad, what's true? And you're going to have to say, God is true. Let every word be a lie. <laughs> We're going to have to teach them. We're going to have to stand. We've got to push back. We've got to let the light on. But the first thing that he's telling us is this. Walk while you have the light. Do it while you have the light. Now listen. You're going to have the light for a little while, regardless of what happens, because we're not going to live that long. You might live 40 more years, but that ain't that long. Remember the last 40? <laughs> Went pretty fast, didn't it? Okay, that's not a long time. And the Bible says all flesh is like grass. We, we grow up and then we wither away. Our lives are not that long in the scope of eternity. We're only here for a breath, a moment, a whisper, the Bible tells us. So while you have the light, you better walk in it. You may live to get 70, 80 years old, but you may just live the rest of the day. Tomorrow is not promised. We can't just say, oh yeah, when I, when I retire. You might retire today. There are people dying. You heard Bishop Martin talked about the 22-year-old young lady. Just gave her life to the Lord one day and two days later she's dead. People are getting killed. People are dying. Nothing is promised to us. Walk while you have the light. Don't say tomorrow. Don't say next year. Don't say another time. Every day you get up is a day to allow the light of the Lord Jesus to shine in your life. Every day. Every day. Walk while you have the light before darkness overtake you. The man who walks in the dark does not know where he's going. Don't walk in the dark. You don't know where you're going. You just think you know where you're going. I was at a seminar one time at a college. It was kind of boring, so I decided to go to the men's room. And I took a newspaper with me. <laughs> so I walk in there, and I'm sitting in there just kind of wasting time, and all of a sudden the light went off, and I thought, boy, they got a power failure. I'm thinking to myself, I don't remember how I got in here. It's a strange place. And it's pitch black in there. I'm waiting. The lights don't come back on. I'm waiting. The lights don't come back on. I'm saying, man, they got a, the power done went out in the building. And how did I get in here? And I'm thinking, I don't know which way to turn. I don't know where the way to go. And I start thinking, okay, I've had fire training. Uh, they tell you to follow the wall till you get out. I'm thinking, okay, I got to follow the wall till I fill the door. I'm strategically planning on how to get out of this dark building because I, I can't see. And then I stand up and start walking and the light come back on. I said, well, the power came back on. Well, praise God. <laughs> so I expected to get out there and see everybody in the hallway, but everybody was still back in the class sitting down. I'm wondering, what is going on here? Well, I didn't know about those lights that go off when there's no motion. <laughs> That's the first I ever heard of that. I'm like, what? the world is going on here. <laughs> but that's the way some people are. They're walking in darkness and you cannot find it. You need to make your way toward the Lord so the light will come on. You need to make your way toward the Lord Jesus Christ so now you can begin to see. As long as I sit there in that darkness, nothing could happen. As long as I sit there without any motion, any movement, any forward progress or trying to do something, I'd have been still sitting there until somebody else came in. <laughs> I 
Hallelujah. I was glad to get back in class. Hallelujah. I didn't say nothing. What's going on in here? There are some of you out here and you feel that way that you can't see where you're going to go next. You have no vision of where your life is going. You're not satisfied with where you are. You want to get out of that dark place. The key is to come to Jesus Christ and receive that light that he's ready to have manifested in your life. You can just say, I'm making it. And, you know, I remember myself, I was doing all right. I was doing pretty good. I don't have a sad story to tell about my life before I came to Christ. You know, I wasn't down and out, but I was in darkness. And I said, Lord, I need change in my life. I need, I need a new direction. Something is missing in my life. The man who walks in darkness does not know where he's going. Then it says, put your trust in the light while you have it, so you may become sons of light. There are some of you in here today that need to become sons and daughters of light. And I want to tell you right now, I don't know who you are, but you're not here by an accident this morning. You're here on purpose. If your life is in a stagnant place. Oh, you may look good on the outside, but on the inside, you're saying, I don't know where to go next. I don't know what to do next. I don't know what's happening in my life. It's spiraling out. I want you to bow your heads with me. It was God who said, let there be light. And Jesus came and he says, I am that light. Wherever you are, Jesus Christ will bring light into your life. You will be able to see where you're going. Who are you? And I say, Pastor, I believe you're talking to me. I need clear direction. I need to see where I'm going. I want you to lift your hand right where you are and say, Pastor, I need that light of the Lord Jesus Christ in my life. Every believer had to come to that place. If you're saying, Pastor, you're talking to me, lift your hand right where you are. We're going to pray with you. You can't make it on your own. You might get a little glimpse and think I can go a little bit. And next thing you know, you run into a wall. You run into a door. You run over an obstacle and you're tripped up again. The Lord says, walk in the light that I have lined up for you. You will not walk in the darkness. Now, some of us have made a profession of faith in the past. But we keep finding ourselves in the shadows. We keep finding ourselves in a dark place. And we know that's not the place that God wants for us. But you want to come today and say, Pastor, I'm ready to walk in that light like God has laid out for me. Jesus said, I came to give you life and life more abundantly. I'm the light of life and I came to give it to you so you can have an abundant life. This is Jerry G. Martin and you've been listening to The Light of the World. And I certainly hope that you've been blessed by today's message. If you would like to hear this message in its entirety, you can do so by going to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You'll able to hear today's message and any previous messages that have aired on this station. We trust that God will continue to enrich your life as you walk in the light of his glory and his power. Jesus said he came as the light of the world, and then he says, now we are the light of the world. Maybe you are struggling right where you are. 
I want you to know that we're here to pray for you and to help you to grow spiritually. You can call us right now at our prayer line number 281-964-1393. Again, that's 281-964-1393. And we'll be standing by and praying for you. Maybe you want to make a decision for Christ today. We're here to stand with you and help you to walk through that. I invite you to be our guest at The Light of the World. Each Sunday morning, we're meeting in person at 16161 Old Humble Road. Again, that's 16161 Old Humble Road at 10 o'clock a.m. Or join us online at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org. If you're looking for a Bible bookstore, come to our campus. The Beacon is right here. We have books, Bibles, church, and communion supplies. Call The Beacon, 281-441-2885, 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, may the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.